Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast, the podcast focused on helping civil engineering professionals succeed by exposing them to interesting civil engineering projects and successful civil engineering professionals around the world. Hosts Anthony Fasano and Christian Knutson had successful but unconventional civil engineering careers and now focus on helping civil engineering professionals achieve their goals in work and life. Welcome to the Civil Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Fasano, and this is the podcast specifically for civil engineers who want to succeed. In today's episode, I talk with Sabrina Rivera, a water resources engineer in Los Angeles who's had a pretty interesting career so far, and I'm excited to dive into this one. Before we get into our Civil Engineering Conversation of the Week with Sabrina, I do want to take a moment to recognize our sponsor for today's episode, PPI. If you are thinking about taking the civil FE or PE exam, I recommend that you check out PPI, the leader in civil engineering exam prep. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code civil at ppitopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code civil for a 20% discount. I want to preview this conversation that I had with Sabrina a bit for you because it was really, really dynamic and I want to tell you what to look for. But before I do that, let me tell you a little bit about her. Sabrina Rivera, PE, is a water resources engineer with Arcadis based in Los Angeles, California. Her focus is on the design and planning of water and wastewater infrastructure in Southern California, which is a fascinating field. Sabrina led the demand portion of the Urban Water Management Plan for 23 agencies and led the water loss audits for 12 of those agencies. She also worked on the concept and preliminary design phase for a sewer force main design for a 12-mile sewer in Los Angeles. Sabrina is a graduate of CSU Long Beach and has been involved with ASCE since her student years. She was president of her student chapter and is currently the president of the ASC Los Angeles Younger Member Forum and a practitioner advisor for the CSULB. We talked about a bunch of things in this episode, but a couple key things to look for is we really dug into big picture goals as a civil engineer and how, as a civil engineer, you can basically drive major impact to the world, which is just amazing in itself, which is why I love doing the Civil Engineering Podcast. Sabrina gave some really interesting techniques that she uses to stay focused on her goals and move towards them, which were super interesting to me. I haven't heard a method like she uses on all of the podcast episodes I've done between this and the Engineering Career Coach podcast. And really, we just kind of closed it out by talking about some of the big drivers in her career success to this date. I hope that is going to be helpful. I know it will for young engineers and also even for experienced civil engineers. So let's jump into today's civil engineering conversation. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now it's time for our Civil Engineering Conversation of the Week, and I want to welcome Sabrina Rivera to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Welcome, Sabrina. Hi, uh, good morning, and glad to be here. So I introduced Sabrina, obviously, earlier in the show. She's a water resources engineer with Arcadis based in Los Angeles, California, which I think is a really a great place for civil engineers with a lot of things going on. Sabrina, why don't you just start by telling our listeners what you do for Arcadis? So what do you work on on a daily basis? I'm a civil engineer based in the Los Angeles office, as you mentioned. 
a water resources engineer. So I work on a variety of drinking water and wastewater projects in the uh, local Los Angeles and Orange County areas. Some projects that I'm working on right now are like a, a reservoir and pump station design. Also, I do um, some utility water losses. So that uses like AWWA's water loss audit software, where we take a detailed look at agencies, you know, how much they're buying, how much their customers are using and help them find inefficiencies there. I'm also doing, you know, some design for like groundwater treatment facilities. And we do a bit of planning, um, such as like urban water management plans. Great. That all sounds like really interesting stuff. And I know that Water is something that's of the utmost importance really everywhere, but obviously in Southern California, it's a very big deal. So it's really interesting. What made you interested in water resources, Sabrina? I grew up in Southern California and drought is not something that is like the word is said, but you know, you kind of grow up knowing that we live in a desert and all of our water is imported. So as I started going through school and uh, had an opportunity to dig deeper into these questions of like where our water comes from and how much infrastructure is really involved with moving something so basic to large communities. And then I got an internship and I just like learned more and more about the topic. And, uh, you know, it's really quite fascinating, I have to say. So just for a point of reference, how long since you've been out of school at this point? So I graduated in 2013. So it's been uh, like three and a half years. Okay. So you're relatively young in your career yet. You've already had some pretty good success. You're working for a good firm. You're working on some really interesting and important projects. And I know you also in the recent past were even awarded a Younger Engineer of the Year from ASCE. So you've done some great things already. What would you say as a Younger Engineer has been some of the things that have been most helpful for you as a civil engineer as you're progressing in your career? First thing is like taking initiative. I like to attend meetings or technical presentations or, you know, even just like social networking hours that maybe my colleagues don't go to or I don't necessarily know anybody there, but I'll go and I'll learn something about this like cool project or a technical skill. And then at the same time, I'm also making connections with people and expanding my network. And, uh, you know, I'm just getting to have conversations that I wouldn't have had normally. Let's dig deeper on that. I mean, taking initiative is what you said when you initially responded to that question. And then you got into this idea of kind of getting out there and networking and attending events. And I think that your response is important because you're right. Like, that's not something that necessarily people are going to tell you to do all the time. It's not going to be something that you're going to learn about in school. It's not going to be something that maybe people are pushing you to do all the time, but taking that initiative, and there's a lot of different ways to take initiative, but I think one of them that you gave there in really getting out there and connecting with other people can have a tremendous impact on your career in many different ways, especially as a civil engineer, right? Because I mean, we're dealing with people on a regular basis. Just to go like a little bit deeper on that, Sabrina, when you do take the initiative and let's say you go to events, what is your plan? Do you just go to an event, pick certain events for certain reasons? Do you have a plan of trying to meet certain people or learn about certain topics? How do you approach that? Usually, you know, I go on something that's water, wastewater industry focused, but I like to subscribe to different newsletters and different information sources so I can, even if I don't attend all of them, when there's one in my area or there's one with a topic that I'm interested in or a speaker that I think would be um, really engaging, then that is, uh, you know, how I identify which ones, because there's a million events. So it's all about finding which ones align with what I'm interested in or what I want to learn with or where I want to grow into and uh, making the time to attend all of those. Yeah, that's a good point. 
because there's a lot of events, there's a lot of information out there today thrown around. And I think that one of the keys to being successful that I've seen with a lot of successful engineers is getting focused on the ones that are going to help you with your goals. So in Sabrina's case, Sabrina's in the water industry. She's got certain probably concepts she's still trying to learn or learn more about. Maybe certain legislation might be important to her and her company based on water resources. And if she subscribes to some newsletters and some information that's going to potentially bring her information pertinent to those issues, you're putting yourself in a position to take the initiative and do it. If you don't, then if you don't subscribe to the right things, I mean, I guess there's a balance is what I'm trying to get at because you can get inundated. And I think the one way to guard against that is be open to the things that you know are going to be helpful for you and your company in what you're approaching. And if it's not going to be helpful, then just let it go. I mean, you can't attend everything. And I think that, would you agree, Sabrina, that that's, I think, one of the challenges? Work-life balance. Yeah. One of the challenges for younger engineers is trying to draw the line. Exactly. Between like what's going to help me and what's just like too much, it's not going to help. Yeah. Because you got to take care of yourself too, you know, make sure you're healthy mind, healthy body, you know, can maintain your social relationships outside of work. So as a young civil engineer, you're taking initiative, which means you're probably working a decent amount of hours, especially if you're working for in the private realm, which you are. So how do you handle that? I mean, how do you handle work-life balance? What do you do to try to keep yourself focused and balanced? A key point for me has always been living close to work. So I minimize my commute time or time I spend getting to work. I've developed friends that are engineers. Our social time can also correspond with going to a meeting or some type of social events where there's a cross between work and fun. I put in my schedule, you know, time to like take a yoga class or time to hang out with a friend. So I think it's all about calendar. I'm more likely to make that event happen versus if it's just floating out in space. I need to really define my time. It helps. No, is that something you try to do? Like, do you plan out your week or month or how do you we're talking about events, we're talking about your personal things that you do. How do you assess it? Do you do it regularly or is it just as it comes? I do it as it comes, but as it comes, I'm looking at my month ahead and what weekends are available, what times I'm really going to be slammed, you know, when there's a deliverable due. So it's a constantly evolving relationship, but I want to be available to people spontaneously. I want to keep in mind like the big picture of what I'm also working towards. To that end, what is the big picture for you? What are you working towards? I got my PE, which was a big milestone, but moving forward with the engineering industry, interested in uh, expanding the conversation of water resources in Southern California beyond just like the engineering pool that works with it every day. I feel like we're also dependent on water, but a lot of people have misconceptions or misinformation about just the extent of work and effort and, you know, energy that goes into treating and maintaining our water supply. My next step is kind of in parallel with what I'm doing now, but also creating some type of like a uh, exterior facing like information area where I can share with like just the general public or students about this complex network that is our water system in Southern California and really for the Southwest of the U.S. So you're talking about like educating people about their water system and I guess the importance of it? Yeah, because, you know, I see like people just say desal, but I don't think they really understand 
what DSAL is in comparison to the other opportunities we have and furthering this conversation with. What does that word mean? Is that an acronym or? Desalination plants. Oh, okay. Desalination plant. Got it. This is interesting to me. And I think this is one of the reasons that I love civil engineering because it gives civil engineers the opportunity to work on things that are pretty much like affect the world and globally, which is water in this case. And Sabrina has a pretty cool opportunity that she's seizing. So that's interesting, Sabrina. You have opportunities there to educate people about water and the importance of it. You work on projects that affect water resources. Tell me, though, about your career on a bigger picture. Like, if I said to you five years from now, which isn't too far away, but like, what are you hoping for yourself? Do you have like goals within your firm? Do you have goals for your career? How do you foresee your future as a civil engineer? I think long term, I would uh, like to be more involved on the government aspect kind of like one of these water boards or someone that is a decision maker on how our consumption is, how water is distributed, operating our system from like a high level. Because I feel like, you know, through my uh, profession, I learned a lot of details about engineering, but, you know, we are only effective in what we're told to do by some like higher power, like that's either the state or a larger water agency. So I would be really interested in taking, you know, all this like technical knowledge that I have and bringing it up to the next level where oftentimes the people in these positions aren't engineers and they haven't had this side of the puzzle. That's my overarching goal. So you're interested in getting into a position where you can really impact potentially how water's consumed. Is that accurate? Exactly. Okay. I think that's great. I mean, I think that this is all great. And for the listeners out there, We talk a lot about having a goal for your career, having something to move towards. And personally, I think there's nothing better when you can have a goal in your career that is focused on helping people. And in this case, the world, natural resources. And Sabrina's kind of able to use her technical knowledge and her career path to potentially drive some, what I would say would be major change. I mean, in the Southern California water resources arena, which is awesome. And it's great that she has something like that. I mean, Sabrina, would you say that on a day-to-day basis, like having that goal in mind is helpful to kind of keep you moving? Absolutely. Because you get caught up in the details of the day, but, you know, I have a big picture that is always kind of stimulated by different things that I'm learning or working on. And uh, it's not a lot of work, but every day, but over time, it can really amount to something a lot bigger. Now, I think that that's something that we should talk about for a little bit here, Sabrina, because I think that as an engineer, it's very easy to get caught up in the details, right? I mean, that's like civil engineers, basically, we work swimming in details on a very regular basis, which is part of our job, no doubt. If civil engineering can have the impact on the world, which I think it can, I think we both agree that it's one of these professions that can really change the future of the world. How do civil engineers maintain this big picture idea when you have all these other things going on in your life, in your career, getting your license, being involved with your professional society, doing all these things? Like, how do you, you just explained it perfectly to me, basically, like what you want to do, you want to drive change, you want to be on these water boards. How can any civil engineer, whether it's water resources or not, how can they do that? How can they focus on the big picture? You have to find something like you're interested in or you're passionate about, even if it's not like the specific detail, a field or an idea that you're really interested in. And I think technology is really helpful here and that, you know, we can have a lot of files easily accessible. You can store things, you read an article, you can put it into a folder to refer to it later. So I think it's a, you know, supplementing 
your day-to-day activity with other resources that are available around. That's excellent. I think it is really important. And I think that I don't care what experience level you're at as a civil engineer. It's always important, in my opinion, to step back from your desk for a minute, quote unquote, and look at the big picture and say, I want to drive some major change in this aspect of in the industry, the world, this part of the environment, whatever the case may be. And I need to get a really good feel for how I can do that. Because if you keep going through the details on a day-to-day basis, which are important, I understand, to a degree, but you also at some point have to say, what can I do today that's going to drive some big-time change in the future or that's going to get me onto these waterboards, for example, in Sabrina's example? And I know, Sabrina, from what we heard from you so far, it sounds like in order to get to that point, one of the things that you're doing right now is still learning a lot of the technical knowledge, correct? Yeah. That's one aspect of it. I think also Sabrina said she's getting out there and meeting people. So between meeting a bunch of people in the industry, networking, growing, and learning the technical side, she's basically lining herself up to put her on that trajectory. Sabrina, what are some other things that you might do, just thinking through this a little bit with you, to get to that point that you want to get to? So ideally, I would like to get on like a city board an appointed one or, you know, just like a small type of commission, you know, to kind of get started in that field. I live in Los Angeles, so things are much more political here, but there's opportunities in smaller cities if I were to move to, you know, kind of get more involved, start attending commission meetings, you can get a feel for how these different agencies operate and just start looking for opportunities to meet them or see where there's volunteer positions that I can do the side of my career to start building up my networking in that arena. And this is really why it's important exactly what we're speaking about right now. This is why it's really important as a civil engineer for you to have some kind of big picture goal in your career. Because whether you realize it or not, once you have that goal, everything that you do can drive yourselves towards that. And that's how you can decide on what to do. So for Sabrina, Because it's so crystal clear to her, which we can hear in our conversation together, that when she looks at her career and says, okay, here's, I'm looking at a piece of paper, I'm going to write down some things that I want to accomplish in my career. Well, I already know at the top of the page is that I want to be able to drive potentially how water is consumed in Southern California, which means in order to do that, I need to be on board or authority. In order to do that, I need to know my technical stuff. I need to meet the right people and get connected, build my network. And I probably need to get on some board to start the process. Without having that at the top of the piece of paper, all of the steps that you're taking on a day-to-day basis as a civil engineer may not necessarily be leading you to where you ultimately want to go. I've got um, on my wall, you know, a list of my top five actions that I will complete in the next couple of years. So I use active language that I will, I have done that. Making the assumption that I will accomplish it. And it's really cool to look back list of things and check things off the list that like, wow, I didn't even realize that I had accomplished that goal. It's been a year and I have checked everything off of that list that I had uh, originally planned to do. That's pretty awesome. Would you mind sharing like one example of what one might say? When I was looking for a job, it was like, I have a civil engineering job in the field of water. I have an apartment where I can get to work under 30 minutes. I have become leader of my ASCE group. So these were all written before you accomplished those things. Yeah. That's great. I've never actually talked to an engineer in 150-something podcast episodes that said that. So that's cool. How did you come up with that process? Did you read about it or something? Or 
ways that you see it every day and uh, working in your brain, even when you're not thinking about it. And you learned about that in a book or something, or you just... I'm not sure which book, but there's a couple like leadership books. I certainly commend you on that. And while we're into this conversation, and we're going to, in a minute, we'll jump into our CE hot seat segment. And I'll fire off a couple of last questions at Sabrina. But before we do that, because we've had an interesting conversation here about the path of a civil engineering career, the idea of this having a big picture goal and moving towards it, and also this idea that there's a lot of possibility for civil engineers to drive kind of massive change and growth in the world. I've been reading a lot of an author named Cal Newport. I want to share this with the listeners. He's got some really great books. The book that turned me on to him was his latest book, which is called Deep Work, uh, Rules for Focused Success in a Distracted World, which is a really good book. But basically, Cal is a uh, professor. He's a computer science professor at Georgetown University, and he's done a lot of computer science work, but in doing a lot of his work... He's focused on productivity and how to be really successful at what you do, and he's got some really interesting theories and a couple of books that could be very helpful for young civil engineers and then experienced civil engineers is, the first one in his book is, So Good They Can't Ignore You. This is something that could be used and if you're in a position where Sabrina is, where you're trying to build an expertise in a field. Uh, Cal really focuses on that in this book. And then the second book, Deep Work, is this idea that if you want to do something that's monumental, like potentially changing the water consumption, water consumption habits, let's say, in an area, then you're going to have to do some deep work around that topic, meaning that like you're not going to be able to get stuck up in details and be getting emails from clients all day. You're going to need to give yourself pockets of time where you can really look into the situation and maybe do a paper on it or get published on it or speak on it or do some kind of deep work. So I just want to throw that out there right now because you may have just been listening to the conversation that Sabrina and I are having here and you want to take some of these steps. And I think some of Cal Newport's work, and I'll link to them in the show notes for this episode, will really be able to help you. All right. So Sabrina, if it's all right, I'd like to just jump into our final segment here, our hot seat segment, and just ask you a couple of questions about the way you work and some of your routines. Sound good? Sounds great. Civil Engineering Podcast. Civil Engineering Podcast. All right, now it's time for our CE hot seat segment with our guest for today, Sabrina. In today's episode, the hot seat segment is brought to you by our sponsor, PPI. Engineers often ask me what exam prep materials or review courses they should use when preparing for the FE or PE exam. Hands down, I recommend PPI. I personally use PPI's materials to pass my exams, and I recently had the chance to demo their civil FE and PE review courses. It's why I feel confident recommending PPI for those of you planning to take the next step in your career. PPI is offering a special 20% discount to listeners of this podcast. Use promo code CIVIL at ppitopass.com. Again, that's PPI, the number two, pass.com, and use promo code CIVIL for a 20% discount. Sabrina, you ready for some CE hot seat questions? Yeah, I am. All right, first question. Are there any specific rituals that you practice every day? For example, do you have a specific morning ritual or lunchtime ritual, things that you do consistently on a daily basis that contribute to you being successful as a civil engineer? So I actually don't. I like to take my morning slow and uh, just enjoy getting up and getting ready for work. Okay, so you don't have any kind of routine like at work to help you stay productive or focused. You pretty much just kind of go with what's coming at you or... 
I'm really big about like segmenting time. So I guess in the beginning, in the morning, I'll put like, you know, two hours uh, on permitting and then two hours on this project design and then segmenting my time in the beginning of the day. So I also, I get a break from my thinking patterns, but then I can also accomplish, you know, all the tasks I have on different projects. Okay. So you might say like for the first two hours, I'm working on permitting and that's where I'm going to focus my energy. Yes. Yeah, correct. During that period of time, are you like in any way restricted from other people or do you just not really, not necessarily? Like, do you close down your office or do you just? I try to put my busy message on so that people know I'm working, but I'm available as situations arise. So there's basically you use what I think is referred to as time blocking for your work, especially in the morning. Yeah. All right. Next question. What is one book that you recommend to engineers regularly or just one book that you have found to be extremely helpful in your professional or personal development? So one of the first books I read when I was, you know, beginning my professional engineering career is a pretty standard one, but Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People, I think is a really uh, good one about just base level relationships and interacting and communicating with people that you can apply to a lot of different situations. People that listen to this podcast probably think that somehow I'm a part owner of that book because everybody on the podcast (laughs) answers with the same book, which just says a lot about the book. I mean, listen, I have a copy of it as well on audio. I try to listen to it on a regular basis, but you're right. I mean, listen, relationships are a huge part of, I think, anyone's career, especially in civil engineering, because we deal with people on a very regular basis, like we talked about earlier. And the Dale Carnegie's book, kind of makes this idea of relationship building, which can be very complex, breaks it down and I think gives you, I don't want to say easy ways to do it, but at least a clear path of things you can do to be a little bit better around relationship building. All right. One final question, which we call the critical civil engineering career elevator advice question, which is if you got into an elevator with a civil engineer and had about 30 to 40 seconds with him or her and had to give him or her career advice in that short period of time, what would that advice be? I would say take every opportunity that's presented and don't be afraid to talk to your senior managers, your senior engineers. There are people too, and a lot of times they have really great information to share. They'll get you invited on their projects. You know, they'll be uh, just a vast resource for you. That's don't be intimidated by people. You know, everyone you work with is really looking out for your best interests. So utilize the resources around you and don't be afraid to ask. Yeah, that's great advice. I I do know that Oftentimes, civil engineers, especially younger civil engineers, can be intimidated about asking for advice from seniors, from executives, which is understandable. I mean, of course, it's going to be intimidating because they're older than you. They have a lot more experience than you. They're probably going to be reviewing you for a salary and a raise, and you might be afraid to ask a silly question. But I think that there is really no silly question. The bottom line is, is that Every question is a good one and you should ask them because the more information you could obtain at this part of your career, the better. Sabrina, I know we didn't like get into this in a lot of detail. We mentioned it in the interview, but I think one other piece of advice certainly would be to get involved in your professional societies. I know that you've been very active in the Los Angeles ASE Younger Members Group. I think you were the chair a few years ago. I remember coming out there and speaking. It's a great group. There's a lot of energy, a lot of people. How has that impacted your career? A lot of my success is due to my involvement through ASCE. I started as a student, uh, being very active, attending conferences. I was president of the student chapter. And to this day, I meet people that I met as a student and that I developed relationships with. 
I've just been able to meet people that are now clients, people that I call up the county to ask a question and I know the person on the other line. So that's really cool because it makes, you know, work, not just work. It's like I have a extended network of people that I really like that I get to interact with on a daily basis. That's great. And it's so true. And it, I mean, ASC is a great organization, but just in general, when you're looking at these associations, professional associations, if you get involved with ones that are relevant to your goals we talked about before, then it can really make these connections that Sabrina is referring to with the right people for you. Because like Sabrina said, when she calls the county, she knows someone. If she wants to get involved now in some of these water boards, maybe there's going to be a water authority or a water resources association of some sort, or even ASC, I know, has specific water resources groups that she can join because she's clear on the people that she wants to meet. And it teaches you soft skills because that's something you don't really get a lot of, but is so vital to being a professional, being able to write a good email and write a report and communicate what you're trying to say. So I think, you know, these professional groups, a lot of it will teach you these skills that are necessary for your job, but you don't always have a good outlet to practice them. And you just talked about the Dale Carnegie book. So this gives you a platform to try to really practice some of the things that Dale Carnegie talks about in his book, which is great. Sabrina, thank you so much for spending some time with us here on the Civil Engineering Podcast. If it's all right, what we'll do is in the episode is we'll just put a link to your uh, LinkedIn profile, if that's okay, if the listeners want to maybe connect with you. Does that sound good? Yeah, that sounds great. Please remember you can find the show notes for this episode at civilengineeringpodcast.com. Look for episode number 56. You will find a summary of the key points discussed in today's episode, as well as links to any of the resources, websites, or books mentioned during this episode. You can leave a question in the comment section or visit the Ask Us tab on the website. We do monitor all comments and will respond if you leave us one. Until next time, I wish you all the best in your civil engineering career endeavors. Thank you for listening to the Civil Engineering Podcast. Be sure to visit civilengineeringpodcast.com where you can listen to past episodes and also submit your project to be featured on the show. We also invite you to visit our main website at engineeringcareercoach.com and download a free three-part video series created specifically for engineers to help you best utilize LinkedIn for networking, improve your communication and speaking skills, and also help to develop your leadership abilities. Now is the time to engineer your own success. 